Welcome to today's study with Pastor Rick. Reaching thousands around the world by radio and online, Pastor Rick provides answers to the challenges of everyday living. Hi, this is Pastor Ricky Temple. Today we talk about why people intentionally do things wrong and like it. You know, there are some people in the Bible who really did things wrong. In Genesis chapter 4, we're going to do a study today and show you some incredible examples of intentional decisions that were the wrong decisions, but they were decisions that people chose not to change. It's a great study of why people do the wrong things on purpose. Study with me and learn as we grow together. Today we talk about why people do it wrong. And uh, I think it's one of those studies that will help you at least be honest for a moment with yourself. So let's pray, shall we? Father, I thank you for the study today. I pray that in these few minutes together that we'll talk about something that we all can relate to. The times we do things that we know are wrong, but we like it. The times that we are in a place we shouldn't be, but we don't really know how to get out of it because if we're honest, it's a place that we become accustomed to. So I pray that in this study today that you would bless and give strength and life to those who study with us. May it bring health and blessing to them. In Jesus' name, everybody say amen. amen. Have you ever sat down to a meal that was not the best meal? But boy, it sure did look good. This study we are in, this series of studies, is designed to help you Look at your life and be honest about the things you like. It's a time to step back and do an honest assessment of your choices. In our study today, we're going to look at one guy, and his name is Cain. Everybody say his name, please. Cain. Cain is our case study. Cain is the guy we're going to look at, and he's the guy that's going to talk to us about intentional living. Now, let me describe Cain to you. He likes doing what he likes doing. He doesn't plan to change. In the story, Cain never changes. You know people like this. Cain liked doing bad things. You know, there's some people that like gangbanging. They love it. They like crime. They enjoy it. They enjoy taking stuff. They enjoy the art of stealing. You get addicted to lifestyles. Cain is the kind of guy who has made a decision that he is going to intentionally do what he wants. And so in the answer to the simple question I asked, the reasons we intentionally do things wrong is because we like things our way. That's the short answer. Cain liked it his way. That's why he did it. That can be a very hard thing to face. I like this. Even if it's wrong to most people, I enjoy it. But it's the beginning place. Now, what I'm going to do is jump ahead of the story before I even read it to you and give you four simple reasons that Cain intensely did wrong. This is why he did it wrong. Four reasons. Number one, say with me, please say rebellion. Rebellion. Now, nobody likes to be called a rebellious person. In the book of Jude, uh, chapter 1, verse 11, the, the Bible says they went after the way of Cain, which means a way of preference. Cain did what he wanted to do and he rebelled against anything else. Rebellion is to push something away and and, and just reject its influence. 
The way of Cain is to do it your way. It's Ricky's way. What's your name? Let's try this again, people. Come on, work with me. What is your name? I'm going to try it one more time. Count of three. One, two, three. When I say the way of, you put your name there. The way of, that's the way you want. That's the way you want. That's what you desire. The way of. It, what your mama taught you, what your daddy taught you, right or wrong, it's our family way, it's the temple way. And, and sometimes we're not honest enough to say we prefer that way over God's way. And we rebel against God's way. Second word I want you to notice is anger. In this story, you're going to see he's an angry guy, and he had misapplied anger. He kills his brother who did nothing to him. It's amazing that sometimes we, if we're honest, we get caught up in misapplied anger. Cain had that problem. Thirdly, he was a sulking kind of guy. He just was sitting in, in the stew of disappointment. It didn't go my way. Something didn't go right. Are you like that? That, that term just really speaks to me, sulking. He's a sulker, grudge holder. And then lastly, he was just stubborn. He refused to respond to four questions God asked him. God was trying to connect with him, and you'll see it in a minute, but he did not respond. He wanted things his way, and that was the only way that worked. Watch, watch this story, and let me show you quickly the life of Cain and Abel, and watch how this unfolds in Genesis chapter 4. It says, Adam slept with Eve, his wife, and she conceived and had Cain. And she said, I've gotten a man with God's help. This is an exciting moment. Your first son, this is, your, this is the man. You're thrilled, you're proud, you're happy. Adam and Eve are happy. Then she had another baby, Abel, and Abel was a herdsman, Cain a farmer. Two guys, two different professions, two different, two different guys. One guy raises cattle, one guy is a farmer, he raises vegetables. Now, in verse 3, there's an offering they bring to God. The whole family does. And obviously, they all understood how to bring the offering. They were given specific instructions. It doesn't tell us those instructions, but it's implied because one was accepted and one was not accepted. So as we read here, we're going to see Cain's offering isn't accepted. Abel's offering is. He's going to end up being angry with Abel and kills him when it wasn't Abel's fault. It's amazing how people forget, you made this decision. I'm always amazed when people pray this prayer to God, Father, how could you give me this man? How could you give me this woman? I didn't say I do, you did. <laughs> you, you said you were in love. This was, I, didn't, I didn't come and drag you. I didn't pick them. You saw them at the club. That wasn't me. You you know. But you understand, let's be real for a moment about who did what. Let's not get angry with God because somebody did you wrong. That was them. That was them. That was not me. You know, why are the hungry kids in the world? That's not the question. Why aren't you feeding any hungry kids in the world? That's the question. Why could you sit there and cry and look at this? My daughter did this amazing thing when she was a little girl. She saw um, that she was watching television. She saw this, this hungry um, pro, you know, the program with the hungry children on it. And I never will forget, she came to me and she had this little bitty piece of paper and she brought it and she said, Daddy, here, do something about that. I said, what do you mean, babe? She says, I saw those hungry children on TV. I want you to do something about that. 
and she brought me the paper with the number on it. It was a moment. You're you complaining about how bad crime is. Well, who are you helping mentor? Who are you? Name one person that you're talking, you're helping. You don't like the way things are going for our teenagers? What teenager are you talking to? I mean, it's easy to sit there and have a speech, but name one. Just one. I didn't say two. I didn't say, I said just one. It's so simple for us to feel grieved and do nothing. Just a great speech. At the end of the day, you pause and you think back and say, okay, I can't do anything by myself. Well, that's why as a family, we should do something. Get together as a family. Our church family, you can say, well, we're doing it together as a church. I'm giving resources to help that happen here. We should ban our resources together because we can't do it all by ourselves. I get that. But the point is, there's something profound about understanding where the blame lies. Well, in this story, look what happened. Time passed, Cain brought an offering to God from the produce of his farm. Abel also brought an offering. But the firstborn animals of his herd, choice cuts of meat, God liked Abel and his offering, but Cain and his offering, he didn't, didn't get approved. So Cain lost his temper and went into a sulking mood. Start sulking. Now, before you read any further, I want you to pause for a minute. Just think with me for a minute. This is a guy who's angry for the wrong reason. I argue that some of us are angry, but for the wrong reason. Can, can I just sidetrack and say this for a minute? You're mad with your mom or your dad because they weren't there for you, but maybe they have their own story. Maybe they were left too. Maybe they got lost. Maybe, maybe. Maybe the anger shouldn't be targeted. Cain is in a place he doesn't like. Rather than looking at Cain, he's looking at Abel. For a moment, take the person off the hook and look at ourselves. For a moment, just for a minute. Could there be a possibility that Cain is just, has just taken the wrong position? He doesn't grow uh, cattle, so he's going, I, I don't, I'm not going to, maybe he's saying, I'm not going to ask my brother for any. God should, take, God should take what I have, which are vegetables. That's not what I asked. I wanted a blood sacrifice. There is a symbol in this, the symbol of forgiveness and restoration. God had a bigger message, but Cain wasn't interested in that. And this is what I want you to think about for a moment. Are you the kind of person who says to God, I give you what I want? Do me a favor. This is just a drill. Just look at your neighbor and say, take what I give you, please. Take what I give you. How did that sound? How did that sound? Just take what I give you. Just take what I give you. Okay? You understand what I'm saying? I'm inviting you all to dinner. You eat what I have. You understand what I'm saying? It's going to be fried porcupine. You know, no. I mean, nobody is going to, what is that anyway? You know, but, but you get the point. It's, it's, we do that with God all the time. We have this very strong list. You act like you're the God and you're telling him what you won't do, will do, will give, won't give. Cain was not given the freedom to choose. Cain was told, you bring a blood sacrifice. This is how you do it. Everybody else is doing it this way. But we have developed this attitude towards God that says we choose. We tell God when we're going. We're going to see, I'm going to church, not going to church. It's up to me. Any, meeny, miny, moe, I decide not to go, you know. <laughs> I mean, it's all up to us. Everything is in our court. And it's almost like he serves us. We get mad with him because he didn't provide something or we feel frustrated, and so we feel the right to vent on him. 
And there's this amazing thing. Now, I agree, churches help you. We're professionals. You know, we keep you in church too long. I get that. We preach too long. I'm going to end in a minute, I promise. You know, we have all these little things that we do. Sometimes we are not, have not been the best stewards. But if we're really honest, it's not, about, it's not about a church. Sometimes it's more about this way of Cain that Jude 1 talks about. That, that the, the way we choose is the temple way. I don't care what God said. I do it my way. I, I don't, you know, I, I can give you a number of areas that we disagree with God about if we're honest. Intimacy before marriage, if I can code the word for a little bit, just to keep it kind of even for everybody in the room. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that it's not wonderful to be intimately expressed in love, romantic love. I'm not, but, but God prescribed sex before marriage is something. I need to be frank with some people. Because uh, some say, well, intimacy, what are you talking about? Uh, <laughs> that sex before marriage, God prescribed a way to view that. We disagree with him. If I took a survey, an honest survey, you would say, I don't agree with that. That's fine. You can do that. When it, as I mentioned earlier about giving, tithing, most don't agree. That's true. Church attend, three, evangelizing, sharing, four. Doesn't matter. I can go through the list. There's a long list of things we don't agree with God about, and it's pretty profound. And we intentionally ignore those things. We intentionally disregard them. How in the world could you look at me and say, you should be faithful to your wife, but you're not faithful? You're not faithful to him, to her, to your covenant? I mean, but for me, you believe it's hypocrisy for me. See, notice it's the way. It's a way we establish for ourselves. And by the way, just as a sidebar note, part of the problem with God blessing ministries and churches and groups and families is because that family as a group made a decision to not follow his way. They said, and I mean it's a great love, you're a wonderful person, you're nice and all that, but you you as a family, you know, you know, you just this is how you talk, blank, 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 you know, blank. I know I shouldn't be blanking like this, but sometimes I just get the blank because of blank, blank. You know what I'm saying? Blank. That's just how I blank. Blank. Blank, triple blank. Yo, yo. It's, it's my way. And so because I'm, a, I'm grown, hey, it's my way. So please understand, that becomes the way of Cain. Don't read this story and misunderstand it. This is a guy who said, I'm bringing you what I want, okay? Take it, God. Take it. And God goes, ooh, I'm scared of you. Right? Is that it? No. No, it, it, it's, it's a horrible moment. He, and then he takes it out and kills his brother. Okay. Is that really the issue? Was Abel ever the issue? No, it was a choice. The offering of Cain and Abel. It's about a choice. It's about a decision. It's about a decision that Cain made that said, I will not live this way. I have another way I want to live. So God tries in verse 6 to talk with him. A conversation starts. Now, this conversation is an interesting attribute because, an interesting picture, rather, because it shows you how God interacts with us. He's reasonable. There's always that dialogue. There's always an opportunity to kind of say, can we talk about this? 
He may be a person to you. It may be a book you read. It may be something you see. It may be this moment right here. Well, can we just talk about your way and my way? Can we just consider that maybe your way is not the way just for a moment? So he, he asked these questions. God speaks to Cain. He, he initiates the conversation. And if you're really honest, a lot of times it's God initiating a conversation with you. Sometimes it's in a, a song you hear riding down the street. Can we just talk for a minute about where your life is going? He said, why, why this tantrum? I love the message Bible. This makes it plain. Why are you having a tantrum? Why, why are you in the closet upset because she asked you, did you call? Why don't you just say he didn't answer his phone? You're not wrong. You're, you're, we tend to slide into this. Don't blame me. Just don't blame me. I didn't do it. Is that the issue? Why the stalking? You're just sulking. Just sitting in one spot, sulking. Mad and sulking. Some of you have retired from sulking, but when you leave church, you go right back to it, sulking. (laughs) Just mad with everybody about everything. If you do well, won't you be accepted? If you do what's right, you know, we can work this out. If you do what I asked you to do, but here's the issue. Some of our kids long so much to be grown and free that they never really see the power in submission. They never see the power of aligning yourself with God's will and God's way until they get into a whole lot of trouble, until life goes way out of control. And then he's the one we pray to. And it's almost a really amazing conversation. It's like, God, if you could just do this, if you could just, and it's like, no, I can't. I, I, I can't. I'm going to get off of this and go way over to something, way, way, way over here and come back to that in a minute. But let me, do you know why there's a hell? Do you know what the Bible teaches? Let me give you a, a reason for it. Because it doesn't make sense to me. It just doesn't make sense. Hell doesn't make sense to me for a lot of reasons, even though I believe in it. First of all, okay, so what you're saying, God, is if I don't do what you say, you're going to get really mad, pick me up and put me in this hot, fiery, burning place, and I'll just burn forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever and never stop burning. And so is that a tantrum? <laughs> That's a bad tantrum, right? So you, you just struggle with that whole concept, and a lot of people don't believe in hell, technically, when you ask them a question. But you miss the message. The message is, the Bible says hell was never designed for you. It was designed for the devil and his angels. Lord, am I, am I the kind of person that you can't fix? Am I the kind of person that even if you took me to heaven, I'd be trying to flirt with the angels? Am I the kind of person that if you took me to heaven, I'd be trying to chip off some of the golden streets to sell it? (laughs) Am I I the kind of person? Be a crime wave in heaven. Time I get there. Stuff start being missing around the throne. Stuff start. Would I lie to God? No, he can hear everything I'm saying. It's lie. It's lie. For eternity. Because I choose. I disagree with him. 
That's why we call it a personal relationship with God. It's a surrendering of my will to him, not my will. Powerful words in Gethsemane. But thine will be done. I, I don't want this, but it's that faith. That's what faith is. Faith is believing his way is better. Faith is accepting what he says. Faith is embracing something that goes against how you feel. No one denies how you feel. It's just not the right way to go. It's, it's, it's what a school teacher knows when they sit there and they look at you and say, if you do not get the fundamentals, it's over. Education will always be hard for you. So you have to go back and get them. You have to go back and sound out the words. You have to go back and learn how to read. You have to take that hard step, but you'll be better from then on. It's, it's that honest moment when you hear a person say to you, if you're going to be in this job, okay, if you're going to be a police officer and put this gun on, you're going to put this badge on, you better be clear about what that means, okay? One day, somebody's going to challenge you, and you can't be saying, okay, uh, when I'm 12, uh, you have to be willing to fight. You have to be willing to take care of business or take the badge off or get hurt or hurt somebody. It's not the job for everybody. It's that honest moment with yourself when you say, this is hurting me. I'm getting lost in this job. I'm getting lost in myself. There comes a moment when you need to get out of certain jobs. There are moments you need to transition because you are in a different season. But to do that, you can't be like Cain, stuck in your way, stubborn and rebellious and resistant to truth and not willing to hear anything. And so you don't answer. He never says anything back. It's a one-way conversation. Hey, Cain, why are you doing that, man? Why are you stubborn? Come on, why are you, why are you quiet? Could it be, he says, a sin problem? Maybe you've got a sin problem, Cain. Maybe this is in you. Maybe the problem is in you. Maybe, maybe the problem is sin is waiting to pounce on you to get you. Maybe you, 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 you're, you're having a challenge here that you need to master. One translation of this is an interesting twist on this verse made by one, some scholars. The word sin, offering, the word offering, some, some, the word sin rather, some translated sin offering. Some believe that what God was saying to Cain was, hey, Cain, tell you what, you didn't do it right the first time. There's a, there's a, there's a sin offering right there. There's a lamb right there. Go get it and make it right. And he still didn't say anything. However you interpret the verse, the bottom line is he said nothing. No. What a profound thing to come and hear a message like this and to say nothing. You say a lot when you say nothing. You say a lot when you do nothing. And you like it. That's the scary part. The Bible says that Cain left the presence of God. He left, never came back. He moved out. I don't like these rules. I don't like this way. I want the way of Ricky. I want the way of Temple. I don't want your way, God. I want my way. I know that's true. All that's nice talk. I enjoy him, but I don't really want to do it that way. And so you don't. And then you look at your children who do it their way. And you are so hurt by it. Really? They, they want the way they choose. 
And you're sitting there with pain and anguish saying, that is not the right way. And they look at you and say, well, your way isn't right either. We're all like Cain. And whenever I read this, I don't get arrogant. I don't think I'm some special guy. I have to check my heart because I realize I will quickly fall into the way of Cain. I will be guilty of doing what Jude 1.11 says. I will be the guy who's basically pastoring his way, preaching his way, doing it his way, my way, because I like this way. You, know, you, you think I want to do sermon notes? You think I want to do preach? You want to teach? No, I want to get you all revved up. I want you to go, boy, he preached the paint off the walls. But then if I raise up a bunch of people who don't think, I raise up a bunch of people who don't have a vision for growth in Christ, who cares? How many people come here? At the end of the day, it's the way of Ricky, but it doesn't get us to Jesus. It doesn't help us to grow. Pause for a minute and ask yourself, am I a person who wants to take advantage of this chance to do it right, or am I a person who just likes doing it wrong? Because that's my way. Well, I pray this message has helped you. I pray you are connecting with that point that it's about you making a decision and not having it your way. It's about saying, I don't need to do it my way, have it my way, live it my way. I want God's way. Sometimes in life, we want what we want and we don't really care. And those are some very dangerous seasons for us. I pray you inspired today to consider God's way. He loves you. He cares about you. My name is Pastor Ricky Temple. See you next time. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's message from Pastor Ricky Temple. Watch more encouraging messages from Pastor Rick at www.rickytemple.tv. If you'd like a copy of this message, click on the bookstore tab at rickytemple.com where you can watch Pastor Rick live and get information about our ministry. Join us next time for another uplifting message.